Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Modern Retail Podcast. I'm Kale Guthrie Weissman, the editor in chief here at Modern Retail. This week, I'm really excited. We have Yuri Minkoff. He's the co-founder of Body Health, which is a nutrition company that has been growing over the last year, has some exciting announcements on the way. Yuri has a really interesting retail background as well, I believe is one of the co-founders of Rebecca Minkoff, um, and so went from the apparel space into a whole new space. I want to talk about all of that, the journey, what the plan is with Body Health, and everything in between. But Yuri, how are you doing? Great. Thank you so much for having me, Kale. I'm a big fan of the podcast, and it's so exciting to be here. Ah, I appreciate having a listener on here. Thanks so much. I'm glad it's not just me listening to myself. First, let's start with who you are. Some of our listeners probably know who you are because you've been behind some some companies we've covered. But for those that don't, just give us the, the long and the short of it. It's the long and the short of it is I'm obsessed with uh, company building companies. Uh, I'm obsessed with uh, creating products uh, that are for end consumers. Um, and I've kind of been that way my whole life. I love to think about what makes people tick, what makes people buy things, what makes people want things, what, what, what can help people. Um, and how do you take that journey with people from awareness through to becoming an engaged customer uh, and kind of all the way through? And that's kind of just been my obsession uh, for, I don't know, the last 20 years. Wow. So let's give, can you give a truncated list of some of the brands you've been behind? Yeah. I mean, it's it's actually very interesting because it's, it's kind of come... Uh, a little bit full circle um, for me um, in that, you know, when I was uh, at a very young age, my father told me that I was, I was an entrepreneur. He was like, you're an entrepreneur, go start a company. Um, and that was, that was kind of my marching orders, right? Every, uh, you know, maybe kids get different marching orders, but that was kind of, those were kind of my marching orders. Um, and so what was your dad, what was your dad doing at the time? Was he also an entrepreneur? No, he was a physician. Um, really? Yeah, a, so he didn't want a fellow, he didn't want a son who was a physician. He wanted a businessman's son. He, I, I came out and he was like, you're an entrepreneur, go start a company. <laughs> and that was kind of like, what do I do with this communication? Um, and so yeah, I thought about it for a little bit and, uh, uh, I said, well, we should go into business. And so we actually started a, a clinic, uh, cause he, he did not have one of his own at the time. And so I said, we should start a clinic. And he said, well, you don't know anything about this. You don't know what you're doing. And I said, but you told me I'm an entrepreneur, so I get to go figure it out now <laughs> with you. Uh, and so uh, we'll talk about that. But uh, um, yeah, we built, it's called LifeWorks, uh, and we built what has now become the largest or second largest integrated medical clinic in the country. Um, and then out of that, we'll talk about it a little bit more, uh, Creative Body Health. So this actually started in the late 90s um, and created a very successful uh, clinic, uh, very successful, you know, kind of body health. And then my sister came along, Rebecca, um, and she asked my dad for advice. He said, don't ask me, go ask your brother. Um, and so from 2005 to, I'd say, 2000 and uh, early 2022, um, you know, we built the Rebecca Minkoff fashion brand uh, into kind of, you know, a globally renowned brand. Um, uh, and when we, in early uh, 2022, you know, we sold majority control of that brand. So there's a lot of great and fun things that we did with the brand, uh, especially during the rise of uh, influencers, social media, retail store of the future, um, you know, all sorts of things from a tech perspective. Because I also had a, uh, a tech company in there from 2001 to 2011 as well. Body health has been around since the late 90s is, is, what, is what you're saying? Yeah, it's been around since 90, to the, uh, probably 1999. 
I think we started the clinic wow. in 1997, so it's been around since 1999. Um, and so basically, the the genesis of it is that we 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 had we had this clinic, and the clinic had um, kind of two two different uh, types of patients. We had patients that were extremely ill, uh, you know, extremely ill, uh, kind of facing the end of their lives. On the one hand, on the other hand, we had patients that were Olympic athletes, Olympic athletes or Olympic caliber athletes. And so along with that, we started noting, okay, where were, where were, where were there gaps in the marketplace in treatment programs amongst these, uh, uh, amongst these different sets uh, of patients? And we had access to every known nutraceutical supplement, you know, medication that was out there, right? Um, and, and we're buying from a supplement perspective, well over a hundred different brands, uh, but occasionally we would just find gaps. And so we would work with chemists to solve those gaps. And so that's why Body Health was created, was to solve some gaps that we, in working with chemists, that we just couldn't see that was there from the marketplace. So it became distributed over the last 20 years um, in about 2,000 different physician offices. Um, so it's really medical-grade, battle-tested uh, nutritionals, uh, if you will. And, and we're just starting to tell the story now. Wow, I did not realize it had such a long and storied history. So when did you start considering to make this uh, a consumer play as opposed to a physician-to-physician play? Exactly. So obviously with Rebecca Minkoff, we had created you know a, a, a notable and quite a, a great consumer play. And so um, you know, I figured out what was, what was that playbook, uh, in terms of doing that. Um, and so it was, it was kind of during the pandemic, but as we were going kind of, uh, uh, kind of ending the sale process. Um, and I, I, cause I've always been a board member and advising and, and so forth, but it was really at the end of the sale process. And it was, what am I going to do with my life now? And it was like, well, I have this company that I'm, you know, that, that I own half of, I may as well jump back into this. Um, and, I think it was, you know, hey, there's some such great attributes here, right? It's it's been, these products have been around for a long time. Um, they've been in use in 2,000 clin- clinician offices. Um, there's no reason that we 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 shouldn't tell the story and expand this. And so, you know, let's let's do repackaging uh, that's appropriate for consumers. That's not just going to be on physician selves, shelves shelves. Um, you know, let's, let's, let's kind of evolve this story and, and make it appropriate for, so it was, it was, you know, I guess early 2022 is when we really started to rebranding, repackaging new website, um, you know, all the best software tools, uh, you know, working, working with, you know, the various companies to say, look, we have a unique story here. It's not just, um, you know, an MBA that had a good idea for supplement. This is, these, these are things that are used, you know, we have a, a board of advisors that's, you know, eight physicians deep, that see the best of the best. We work with the best chemists. It's been this way for over 20 years. Uh, it's in over 2,000 doctor's offices. Let's actually go tell this story because it's very unique. Can you give a little bit of more color to how you go about evolving that messaging? Because saying what a supplement is to a doctor is very different than saying what a supplement is to an end consumer. And also it's very different, the the retail environment. So if I'm getting 
you know, uh, a sports massage, for example, and they, a doctor says you should buy this, I'll say, of course, I should buy this. You're my doctor. I, I agree with that. But if, you know, I'm either doing searching online, how much did you keep with the original body health messaging and, and branding? And how much did you have to change and tweak and make into something that was more, I guess, consumable? Oh, I mean, the, 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 the website, the branding, the packaging is all new. Um, you know, I think, you know, then we went through, you know, before with, with physicians, it's more of an educational play, right? They're, they're speaking at conferences, you're educating the physician, they're educating their, their patient. Um, you know, we, one of the things we noted, I noted early on is we have some very unique products and our consumers love them. And the, the, the engagement is really high. So we built uh, a group on Facebook, funny enough. Um, which has almost 30,000 members. And these people are actively engaged, discuss, uh, you know, we built it up over the last, you know, several years. They're actively engaged discussing how they use it, what are the benefits, et cetera. Um, you know, our email list is growing wildly um, because of the content that we put out there, right? So we go through different programs at the beginning of the year. There's a, uh, you know, like a, a lean bulking program that made into a stress reduction and a sleep program. Um, you know, we, 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 uh, um, we had an extreme athlete series. We're about to go into a gut health program and then a detox program. So, you know, we have great physician led content, you know, uh, you know, I remember, you know, looking at, you know, what percentage of emails get open on a, on a fashion perspective and talking to other fashion CEOs. And now I look at it and go over a period of a month, 60 or 70% of my people on my email list are opening and reading my emails. Like it, the, the numbers are so engaged because we're giving people such relevant and salient content every day that the refer a friend, the share with a friend, the, the, the Facebook group, because we're, we're creating so much relevant content for people um, on a daily basis that it's, it's just been, it's been growing like wildfire. And let's just back up a bit. What's your product line? Like how many different SKUs do you have? What are the areas that you focus on? Yeah. So there's probably 20, 20 different SKUs. Um, but there is, there is one, there is one main, uh, one that is of itself and is also an ingredient in others that, that makes us very unique. Um, and, and so that's kind of been leading the charge, if you will, if you look at the 80, 20 rule, right. You know, that's that, that ingredient of itself or, that ingredient uh, in other in other products, you know, that it touches is, is probably you know sixty seventy percent of what we do, um, and so I, I can go into that now or later. Or, um, yeah, go go yeah. into it. So one of the things that 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 we found early on, as I, as I said uh, clinically, um, that the doctors found was that protein was a big issue, and and particularly protein digestibility, absorbability, usability, right, and that. Every protein that we consume in nature actually has a different digestibility, absorbability, and usability. And, and so in faced with these very sick patients that were having a problem processing protein, and then you have Olympic athletes that are destroying their bodies, right? They're, 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 they're destroying the protein of their bodies because our bodies are essentially made of protein, right? Our muscles, our eyes, our tendons, our vessels, these are, these are all, uh, they're made up of amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein. Um, so we're basically walking amino acids, if, if you will. It's the makeup of our body. And so when you when you consume protein, it's then broken down to the amino acids and it's, it's then used to build. And so 
with with these patients on both sets, the extreme athletes and the ones that were very sick, it became a problem in terms of uh, how they could keep their structure going, how they could build the muscle and recover from intense workouts, or how could they just keep their structure going while they're, while they're very sick. Um, and so we started working with some chemists and, and discovered that the highest food in nature that you can consume is an egg from a, from a protein usability perspective. And it's about half. Meats are in the 36, 37%. And you get into like whey powders, it's like 18%. So what you're getting is you're getting a lot of calories, but you're not getting the actual purpose of the, the building blocks to go to build. So we worked with a chemist and, 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 and put together what is the right formula for the human body? Um, what's the right combination of the essential amino acids that give a 99% utilization with almost no caloric impact? And so that became that formula. So the product is called Perfect Amino. And it, it has a, a, a vast array of benefits. Uh, people recovering, working out, strength, um, as well as just getting the ability to have a, a stronger body itself. So lean muscle, recovery, boosting performance. And then we also put this ingredient into a greens product, you know, our greens vegetable product, into our sleep product, into our enzymes product, um, because we find that it creates faster assimilation. So it's really that perfect amino product is the hero. So pretty much you're saying that the stronghold that whey protein has on the fitness industry is is BS and it doesn't work? I'm going to say that, you know, you take a scoop of that and you think you're getting 30 or 60 grams, uh, which will come with several hundred calories often, right? Because there's usually fillers and binders and other 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 things in there. And the use when you think you're getting those 30 grams, just take 20% of that, right? So call it six grams. What your body's actually utilizing to build structure is about six grams. The rest of it will will be used for because the body can't the, the body can store sugars, the body can store fats. The body cannot store amino acids for more than a few hours. It'll get converted to sugars or fats. So with whey, the body cannot recognize all the relationship of the amino acids for building. It can only recognize about 20% of them, right? So if you're building a car and you've got um, two steering wheels, seven tires, uh, two chassis, you can still only build one car because you're missing that extra, that last wheel. So whatever, when the body recognizes what it needs to recognize in terms of the relationship of the amino acids, it can build. The rest of it, it can't combine to create that building block. So that gets converted to sugar or fat. So back to the point, six grams of that 30 grams will be used for building. The other bit will then be converted to sugar or fat. And then you have to decide if you want those whey calories to become your sugar or fat calories. Um, and so our, our, our take here is let's give you the, the most efficient building blocks without caloric impact as possible. Got it. Got it. I've learned a lot. And I guess I'll have to rethink the whey protein I have in my kitchen right now. And some people um, have digestive issues, right? With yeah, whey. Yeah, yeah. And, and ours are all pre-digested. So that's cool is they're in the bloodstream in 23 minutes. So we're not, we're almost bypassing the intestines, right? Cause that was one of the other metrics here was you have really sick people and their intestines are not in good shape. How do you actually give free form essential amino acids that are pre-combined so that all they have to do is just become right straight absorbed without the body having to work to, to take them apart and put them back together again in the natural form that it wants them. Can you talk about the evolution of the Facebook group? Cause that's something that 
I think every brand kind of wants, maybe not in the form of a Facebook group, but they want they want a community where everyone's organically sharing and hyping a product. So was that was that something that you started? Did it start itself? How 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 has that gone over the last few years? Yeah, so it had started. I mean, the team had started it um, uh, kind of kind of internally. It was, it was it was the it was the kind of I think we call it the perfect amino VIP group. Um, and it was really a place because we had, you know, consumers that were, that were reaching out and it was a place for them to kind of congregate, uh, talk about their use cases. Um, and it was a place for us to really, it started off as a customer service vehicle, um, uh, for us to answer questions, to put out content. And all of a sudden it, it, you know, the more content we put out, um, then these people started sharing photos of themselves with each other. They started giving their own tips. They started giving their own recipes. So a little bit of it is us saying, hey, here's a recipe we put together that we really like, or here's some new content on how to use this if you're an extreme athlete or if you're a bodybuilder or um, if you are concerned with calories and, and so forth. And so we put content there. And then, you know, um, you know this group, which I said is, is, is just under 30,000 strong, it has probably... Uh, doubled um, in the past, you know, uh, 12 months. Um, they're engaging with each other all day. Um, I have uh, a handful of, of, of people that we work that we work with internally on our team that are there to monitor and answer questions and so forth. Um, but what we found is, is, you know, we put content, they put content, they post photos of themselves. And it's almost like this cheering squad uh, of these consumers. And, and I think we get about of those almost 30,000, we get about 10 to 12,000 every week that are engaged. So it's a highly, it's not like we have 30,000 and 1000 are checking it. It's close to a third, if not more are actively checking, posting, uh, commenting, watching, engaging in some way. Um, because what's interesting is, is, Perfect Amino has not just become a product, it's almost become a lifestyle. So when you think about it, you know, we're almost introducing, we call it the true science of protein, but we're almost introducing, it's almost, the way I liken it is, it's funny, we had this conversation earlier, are you a Windows person or a Mac person, right? Your journey for buying, are you an Apple or Samsung, right? Uh, Are you an EV person, a hybrid or gas or diesel, right? It's almost like the form factor of what you're going to use, uh, is your first step of your journey of, of discovery. And so, as you said, when you're, when you're in this space, people kind of almost self-select, am I a plant protein person? Am I a whey person? Am I an egg person? Am I a soy person? So we're almost introducing a new concept. That's kind of, that's what I've told my team. We're introducing a new concept into the protein space. Um, and, and we believe we've got the true science of protein. So because it's such a unique concept, it's almost like the fifth member of the squad uh, that, that we're introducing and and because protein is such an important part of our diet, people kind of go through their day as they're counting their macros and as they're going through things, uh, their, their journey of, of, of what they're eating and consuming, uh, it becomes a very important topic. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. Would you say like the community, is it mostly athletes? Who, who is, who, who, how would you describe the demographic of those 30,000? I mean, look, it is, that group is on Facebook. Right, so it's it's not it's not a TikTok community, it's not an Instagram community, it's a Facebook community. So, you know, I think you and I both understand the Facebook demographic 
right? And people that are going to spend time there. So, you know, it's, it's, it's people, it's, it's, it's our subset of, of, of customers that are Facebook engaged. Now we get people obviously that aren't there because they, they read that, oh, there's a group here. Let me, let me go join it. And, and they're not the normal Facebook audience. Um, but I think we see people that are, that, that you, that you'd see on that, on that channel. Um, and they're, you know, again, workout tips, diet, um, how often they take it, um, their fasting protocols, you know, are they following a carnivore diet? Are they following a plant-based diet? How does our product, how do our products fit in? Um, how many should they take pre-workout, post-workout? Um, uh, if they want to skip the chicken or the steak, what are they eating with it? If they don't want to go calorie crazy on a vegetarian diet, um, you know, are they, are they, uh, are they vegan keto, which is probably the hardest diet one could do? Um, you know, and, 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 and so people have questions and they have tips, you know, um, before a gym session, what do they do? And then a lot of them, um, you know, they're, they're then sharing pictures, um, and getting, you know, camaraderie and so forth. So it's, it's a very active, engaged group. I'm sorry I keep harping on this, but I find these types of communities really fascinating just from a marketing standpoint. And, um, but do you think, is there a, a, a profound, I guess I'd say halo effect from from these groups such as are you able to track the fact that they are so so engaged in Facebook and that leads to something else outside of the Facebook group or or is it just sort of you're happy that you have these 30,000 people who are brand evangelists and help you do you know talk about products learn how people are using them and then maybe there's something that you might use outward but it's not they're not necessarily connected well i think when we look at uh, a couple things uh, when we look at when I, when I'm looking at new customer acquisition, right? What's the what's the top um, what's the top channel? Uh, my top channel is is referred by a friend, right? So so obviously you're tracking Google, you're talking uh, the Meta platforms, you're tracking TikTok, right? But like refer a friend is my number is is my number one, um, and then we we look at um, so that, that's where that, that, that group becomes important, right? That group becomes important because they're referring their friends. I can see the growth of that group. Another thing which has blown me away is the number of people on subscription. Um, subscription has really grown significantly for us over the last year. I, I'd say uh, it's, it's um, two and a half times, right, uh, our subscription members. And so, you know, when you're on subscription, you're receiving product every month, two months, three months, Right. And so, you know, a, a place to go get data and, and, and how you use it and so forth. So that group becomes a very important uh, place to support those that are on subscription um, questions they may have and so forth. And the other one is loyalty. Um, I, you know, you know, we have a, you know, a, a loyalty program and, you know, obviously in loyalty, you're trying to encourage certain behavior. Right. Encourage behavior, uh, engagement with the brand. Right. Uh, of course, there's purchases, but there's also social engagement and mentions and follows and so forth. So when we can triangulate that pattern between, you know, a Facebook group member, uh, a person on subscription and a person on a loyalty program. Right. Th- that then yields into a customer with a high lifetime value and it yields to a customer that's going to be more likely to refer a friend because they're so engaged. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. And the, other thing, so the other thing we do also in the group is sometimes we will launch challenges as well. Um, so 
It could be an anti-stress challenge where we're trying to get someone to lower their resting heart rate or improve their heart rate variability through different actions. It could be a lean bulk challenge and people take before and after pictures, right? Because you hear about people bulking and cutting and sometimes people, the cutting doesn't always work and they just got big, right? And they're like, wait, I didn't mean to look like this, right? So we call it a lean bulk. So we utilize the group as well to engage, to launch challenges. And then people love to engage with how they're doing on these 30 day challenges. How would you describe, like, what was the grand plan in terms of growth and channels with this cons- shift towards selling directly to consumers? Was it that you wanted to be predominantly D to C? I'm pretty sure you guys have a few, have some retail um, announcements coming up soon, if I'm not mistaken. But like, what, 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 what did two years ago when you were like, we're going to, we're going to do a rebrand. We're going to do all this. What what did you see as the end goal being? I mean, the end the, the end goal was was look as as I look at it, and obviously through the fashion journey, you start you know learning um, you know what's the different value of different channels and different customers and so forth. And so to me, um, right, your you know there, there's a great value in in an engaged ecom customer. Um, you know, you have the identity, you have the name. Uh, you're able to create this direct engagement. Um, and so it's really about broadening that universe um, in a significant way. Um, the other thing we we noted was that there were a lot of people on um, uh, on Amazon that were that were buying that were buying our products. And then we also found that there were a bunch of counterfeiters as well or or, or knockoff brands. So that was another thing was let's build our Amazon store, let's own it, let's knock as much as we can, the rogue sellers off, right? And so that's been a huge channel as well. Let's put our marketing, our branding, our videos, our assets there. Let's really focus on that. Um, because there are those people that just want that. They want to go to the app. They want to click it. They want to get it next day. And that's their, that's their ease of use. So we, that's a, especially with, with, with nutri, with nutritionals, right? That's just, it's that ease, right? Factor. But, but part of, you know, a huge thing for me was what are the best, natural health food grocers in the country. We have a premium product. Um, It's it's medical grade. It's it's coming out of physician offices. And so what are, where are the top places? And to me, that's important because that, that creates for those consumers, right. That haven't seen in the physician office that haven't seen the site, you know, the fact that, uh, those grocer buyers or those supplement buyers in those grocer settings that have access to thousands of brands have pre-selected certain ones based on their attributes. And so, you know, part of it is, is, is being there and having those retail uh, people that work in retail there uh, being able to explain our product, people seeing our product as they're passing through. And so it wasn't, it's not an all play. Be everywhere all the time. Um, it became. It's a premium product. Uh, we've. It's. It's. You know. As I said, physician medical grade. Let's choose the best ones. Um, and so it's kind of what we've we've done. So we've gone from zero to I think now we're in uh, five hundred to seven hundred and fifty, probably close to a thousand stores by the end of the year. Um, is is kind of what that 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 grocer for point would look like, but. You know, I had, uh, you know, I gave a person on my team day one, actually my, on, on the interview with him, I said, there's, 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 there's one store I want to be in above all, above anyone else. 
Uh, I bet I can guess what it is. Yes, you can. Um, and, and so I said, this is just the best fit for us. And I said, look, I'd love to be an era one. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm just so happy that, you know, um, you know, we're rolling out this month in, into era one, uh, into all their stores, uh, with, with a number of, uh, sort with a number of SKUs. Um, and we're just super excited about it. And so it's obviously they, 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 they stand on a, in my view, above, above anyone else. But there are also those that are the era ones of their areas, right? Obviously, that it's a, it's a nine soon to be ten store chain in, in 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 the Los Angeles area. But what's that version in the Pacific Northwest? What's that version in the Midwest, in Texas, in the Northeast? What what's the best of the best? And so we've kind of been dotting the country very strategically uh, with rolling out to those stores. Got it. So are so you're going to be an era one this later this month? Um, are the the other stores that you're in right now? Are they all just in independently owned or are they also chains? Some of them are independent, but some of them could be, um, you know, we have one, we have one that's a 90 store chain. Some are 10, some are six, um, you know, some are two, uh, you know what I mean? It kind of, it, it kind of varies, but you know, we're looking for, you know, even, even you look at uh, a place, um, you know, you can look, even if you take New York state, right. Um, you know, there, there are parts when you get outside of Manhattan or you get outside of New York city, you know, there are, there are, there are places that are a bit more, uh, rural, but like, what is the best store there for this product? And so it becomes, because those, the people that live there should have access to this product. Well, what is it? I don't know. Uh, in the Northeast, we are huge Wegmans fans. Um, oh, that makes sense. Right? Okay. I should have so, known that. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so Wegmans has a lot of areas where, you know, they're getting that, Era One or Whole Foods like experience in Wegmans in the Northeast. So we are in all the Wegmans stores in the Northeast now. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say. So it's really been kind of a surgical approach of of what is the what's the best store for the customers and can we align there? How mass would you ever go? Like, would you ever consider being in GNC or would that be a little bit that wouldn't be premium enough for you? That's a great question, Kale. I, I say <laughs> I, I say not today. Um, I think there's so much opportunity in front of us to really get into these stores, get, you know, launching them, get our turn where we want them to be, right? Really create great, great engagement. Um, and then, and then we can make those decisions. Look, I, I, I will say we've had people like them or we've had other very large mass retailers come calling, um, and saying, look, we, we've heard about your product. We want to carry it. I was like, ooh, let's, let's maybe hold off for a little bit because I feel like, you know, we're on this big grocer rollout and because our Amazon store and because our e-com site is growing so fast um, that that I, I kind of just want to pause that for a little bit. What are you hoping for the ultimate, you know, do you want it to be 50% retail, 50% online? Like, do you, do you have a, do you, or I, I imagine maybe you want it to be 75% retail if you're trying to go so national. What are, what are you hoping in terms of pie, of the chart pie? It's a great question. I think over time, you know, Probably it makes sense that somewhere between 30 to 40% of what we do is on our site. Um, you know, I think right now, uh, I would say, uh, probably 55 to 60% is our site. And so, you know, um, I'm trying to control the growth of the other channels so that our site will always stay north of 30, 35%. I think it's a healthy range where, look, if, uh, look, I've been through the fashion cycle. Right. And, 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 and this area is a little bit different. Right. But, you know, you could have a, a, a tough season and all of a sudden, you know, your store count can decrease or something or something happens or or, 
uh, God, God forbid there's another pandemic, right? And at the end of the day, you know, I own my e-com site. We own, we, we, we have direct access to the customers there. And if we can, if our business can survive based on that, and to me being, you know, 30, 35, 40%, then we're always healthy. And everything else I look at it is a plus. It's, it's, it's additional, right? Is Amazon included in your site or is Amazon its own channel? No, it's its own no. channel. How big is Amazon right now? Uh, I would say Amazon is probably 10% of the business, 10 to 12% of the business. But, but I will tell you, it's the fastest growing because again, we had not given it any attention. And, and, and so when I see the numbers that come in every month, I don't believe them, uh, but there, but, but then Amazon sends the money. So I, I, I have to believe it. Um, and so again, there it's, it's, um, you know, we treat it as a premium channel. Um, you know, I, I'd say we're the least promotional actually on our Amazon channel, uh, than anywhere. Um, and, um, and so I think it's, you know, I want that to grow, but I also want it to be within a certain ratio of my site. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. Well, we're just about running out of time. This has been a fascinating conversation, but I, I just wanted to sort of get a sense for what you're thinking about for the rest of the years going into 2024. Uh, is, is the grocery or not grocery, but retail, is that your, your big play and your big focus or are there other things we should expect to see from you down the line? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, you know, there's, there's, there's a number of things. One is, um, you know, we're getting a lot of athletes that are really wanting to work with us. You know, we've, we've started to, you know, work with some uh, people in the lifestyle space, um, which is which has been wonderful to kind of help, you know, share our products. But, you know, we're starting to see these great uh, physician professional influencers that are emerging that are wanting to work with us because they love our product. And as I've said, we've been in 2000 of these doctor's offices. We have these great athletes that are emerging. So I think we're going to, you know, that athlete, that professional space, it, it just gives more bona fides to the brand and it's such a natural organic place. Um, we're doing a lot of product development right now. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited uh, of, of all the new products that we're going to be have, uh, that we're going to have coming out um, because it, it's, it'll be wonderful. But to me, it's like the long goal is, you know, people talk about uh, the Apple of this or the Tesla of that. And I feel we have that in this amino acid protein space. And so the end goal, you know, happiness or, 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 or satisfaction, you know, for me is that when you go into your Erewhon or your Whole Foods or, or your Sprouts or your, your, your Wegmans and you want your protein drink, right? Uh, you go to the, you go to the juice bar or your smoothie bar and you want something. Uh, and again, your choice is whey, uh, soy, egg, plant hemp based, whatever that is that, you know, perfect aminos on there as a list and that, and that, that you recognize that as one of your five option sets. So it's almost creating this new category in this protein amino acid space, which is just really thrilling to me. Got it. Well, Yuri, this has been an amazing conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much, Kale. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Modern Retail Podcast, a show by Digiday. If you haven't already, please do subscribe and send this podcast over to a friend who you know would enjoy it. See you next week.